What is up, all of my beautiful freaking people? Welcome back to another episode of FML Talk. Today, everyone, we are diving into the sometimes muddy waters of the online dating pool. So sit back, grab a cocktail, and welcome to FML Talk. Wait, how old was the other girl? 19. Can you believe that shit? Hey, this is Gabrielle Stone. Good book. <gasps> he did what? 48 hours? What a dick. Yeah, but have you seen all the photos on her Instagram? And this is FML Talk. Oh, no, she didn't. All right, everybody. Before I bring my guest on for today, I am going to tell you a little story. Um, thankfully, I have never really done online dating. I mean, I have girlfriends who have been through the fiery pits of hell with some of these apps. Um, one of them specifically came on the first season of the mini bonus episodes to dish on some of her ridiculous stories from them. Um, and those were like the milder ones. Um, it's it's a it's a crazy jungle out there, guys, and you have to be careful. Um, and today's episode is going to give some fun stories, some good insights, and some really good advice if you are making your way through all that craziness. But for me, um, I have one small experience of uh, online dating, and that was when Jess, our beloved Jess all roads of crazy, ridiculous stories lead back to Jess somehow, Um, convinced me that I had to sign up for one of these apps at one of like the, you know, few months that I was single. Uh, I had just split with my college ex. And anyways, so she makes me get on probably one of the worst ones there is called Plenty of Fish. I mean, even just the name is, is a big giant red fucking flag but so she signs me up and makes me like do my profile all this stuff and i start talking to this guy and he's very very funny like we're totally like witty banter back and forth sarcastic humor like 100 my vibe and was just like really promising i was like okay and his pictures were cute and i was like okay i can i can be into this so me, Jess, and a couple of our other friends end up going to one of our favorite restaurants, and he is supposed to meet us there. It's the first time I had ever seen him in person. We had been like texting for a week and a half, and he shows up <laughs> and is not at all what really what he looked like in the pictures. Um, and has a totally different voice than I would have pictured. And by that, I mean, I was 99% sure he was gay, Um, which, as you all know, I have many, many friends in the LGBTQ community. I love my gay men. Um, It's it's just not who I want to date. (laughs) And we ended up sitting and having this dinner and I was just like blown away because it was so textbook of what these horror stories of people saying like that they show up to dates and like, thank God I had my girlfriends there. Um, But it was 
a nightmare. So at the end of the date, I not the date, at the end of the dinner, I I look at him and I'm like, "Okay, we're we're going to go. It was really nice to finally meet you." And he was like, "Yeah, like I'd love to like when can I see you again?" and like did that whole awkward song and dance. So we eventually end up leaving and I look at Jess and I'm like, first of all, I'm deleting that fucking app. Secondly, I need to go out and like redeem this night of just how horrible that that experience of dinner was and we end up going to a club can anyone take a guess what club we end up going to (gasps) yes ladies and gentlemen that is the night that i met daniel (laughs) so i even had like a precursor red flag to the fucking shit show that was about to ensue um and it was yeah and here we are (laughs) so to help you hopefully avoid the um, types of shit shows like the story I just told you, I am bringing on a guest. Her name is Alyssa Deneen. She is the founder of a site called Style My Profile and the author of the new book, The Art of Online Dating. Style your most authentic self and cultivate a mindful dating life. And... I was so excited to bring her on because not only does she have like tips and insights, but her story itself is pretty wild. She, you know, was married for almost two decades and then in her 40s realized that she was getting a divorce and had to be thrust into the online dating scene. And um, she quickly realized that it was not fucking fun. And wanted to do something about it. So, without further ado, let's get into the interview. Alyssa Deneen, welcome to FML Talk. How are you? Thank you. I'm good. How are you? I'm great. I'm so excited to dive in. I think this is such a fun topic. So, before we get to the book, which I'm so excited about, let's start with your background, how you came to kind of, you know, find yourself single in the, uh, wild throws of the dating pool again. <laughs> yeah. So when I, I, I turned 41 and decided to leave my marriage and um, thought that I was going to be set up with all these people. I thought all my friends were going to set me up with their, you know, sing- newly single divorced friends. And that happened one time <laughs> and, <laughs> and it didn't go so well. And so I realized pretty quickly that I was, going to have to dive into the world of online dating. Completely clueless. I had no idea what I was doing. I had a couple of friends that were doing it, um, you know, had been divorced for a while and had been doing it for a while. So I kind of tapped them for some advice. But overall, I was kind of just trying to figure it all out on my own and took a while. And I was trying to figure out what pictures to put up and, you know, what to wear in my pictures and, you know, what to say in my bio. And it was just this, like, major process, but eventually I got the hang of it. And how long were you in your marriage for? Like how long had you been off the dating market? Yeah. So we were together close to 20 years. So that's a long Um, time. Yeah. Yeah. So I had never, I mean, we were together since college, since I just graduated college. So I had never even like, you know, texting with dating wasn't even a thing, you know, right, right. did any of that. So, so it was all brand new, completely brand new and learning how to message with people and figuring that whole thing out was, you know, a beast in its own, but. 
Totally. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a learning curve technology in general, especially if you didn't grow up in the throes of, you know, Instagram yeah. and yeah. Facebook and all that stuff. So I can't yeah. even imagine being with someone for, you know, and that's like during your twenties, like that's a very, a, a, the years where, you know, you normally are often dating. So you were mm-hmm. in a committed relationship for that entire time to then in what was it your your 30s or 40s that you are just now oh hey guess i'm getting back into dating yeah yeah and i was so i was 41 and you know again i was i mean now that was 7 years ago but you know it was even before even i feel like instagram hadn't really you know i mean it was obviously around and i had an instagram account but i wasn't like taking selfies of myself i mean i had only pictures of myself with my kids or my ex-husband which is really right. common a lot of my clients who are divorced, it's like they have no pictures alone. Um, so I, you know, I was practicing selfies at night, <laughs> you know, <it> a <laughs> whole new thing. Yeah. And even being coming from the photography world, I still, you know, even kind of, you know, knowing what makes up a good photo and everything and knowing what to wear, being a stylist, I still felt really, you know, out of my element. And so, you know, I kept thinking to myself, I can't be the only person who's struggling <laughs> with this, you know, right. there must be so many other people out there who feel the way I do and don't have the advantage of coming from, you know, being an art director on photo shoots and, you know, that kind of thing. So, um, as I was going along, I was thinking, God, there must be so many people like me who need help, you know? Um, but it was a couple years later that I came up with the business idea, but I, I think it's brilliant. Um, and I know that there's so many people, even that are my age, that are daunted about, you know, going into the world of online dating and Tinder and all the different apps and the people that they may or may not meet on those apps. It's yes. it's a lot. Um, and it's 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 overwhelming. I mean, if I if I was ever single again, I wouldn't know where to start or how to like go about doing all of that. So Right. Your the business that you created is really to help guide people in that space. Yeah, yeah, and it's. I mean, and I started it thinking. To be honest, I actually started it thinking I was going to help all these men that I was seeing on these dating profiles. But oh, I love it! Needed <laughs> a lot of help um, to put it. You know, to put it nicely. Um, you know, there's like the all the cliches are so true, you know, the fish, the bathroom selfie, the yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> all those things. It's like, you see it again and again and again. And, and that's even like maybe a sort of a, a decent profile. Then there's the profiles that like, you know, people put up one really bad blurry picture and think, Oh, here's my dating profile. You know? Right. So I started thinking that I was going to be helping all these divorced men, my age and older. Um, but then when I, when I was launching the business pretty quickly, it was mostly women like myself coming to me who really wanted the help. And I mean, I definitely have my, you know, a pretty good share of men too, but mostly women. And I would say, all I can think of is that most women feel like, Oh, there's somebody who can help me with this. That's what I'm going to do. You know, whereas I think don't even, they don't even think to, to get help with something like that. Yeah. I got totally. this. I got this. Fine, you know. Whereas women are like, I could learn something. I'm going to hire someone to help me with it. Yeah. So, um, so it's called Style My Profile. Mm-hmm. And yeah. tell me exactly what 
it is what it encompasses, what you offer from that. Summer is here and life is not slowing down for us anytime soon. One of the things we have continuously relied on making our lives so much easier is factor meals. No prep, no mess, no cleanup meals. I have really been off the wagon with my eating since having my son, and for my health, my wellness, and my mental sanity, I have been switching my dinners to more healthy options from Factor. They have 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, so I never get bored. And Tay is continuously shocked every time he sits down to eat one because they are so freaking tasty. They have breakfast, lunches, dinners, and desserts. It's a treat to have restaurant-quality food that is so easy to prepare and doesn't come with the insane Postmates bill. Head to factormeals.com slash FMLtalk50 and use code FMLtalk50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code FMLtalk50 at factormeals.com slash FMLtalk50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Enjoy, FMLers. Yeah, so initially it was going to be um, helping people, like mainly divorced people or people out of a long relationship who wanted to kind of revamp their look, you know, get some outfits for dating and for their profile pictures, um, and then help them select good pictures that they may already have or set up a photo shoot for them. You know, guide them with like hair and makeup, you know, grooming, that kind of thing. If people really, you know, kind of want a whole makeover type thing. Um, but then pretty quickly, what I realized, you know, a few months into doing this was that I was getting all these people set up with these profiles that looked great and everything was like, you know, they had these like curated profiles and they were matching and messaging. And then they were reaching back out to me like, help. Now I don't know what I'm doing with the actual dating part. Like I don't know right. messages people. I don't know what, you know, should I ask this person out? Should I wait for them to ask me? It was like all these other questions that were coming up. And I felt like I was like sending all these people out on their way and being like, bye, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> so then I realized like, I think I need to kind of complete the whole process here and like really help people kind of, you know, get on their way completely and learn how to message with people and know when to know when to look for red flags and, you know, what to look for in that and, you know, when to content, reach out to somebody if they haven't reached out to you and when not to and just kind of. Right. Because there's so many different weird rules. You know, I used to watch my girl, one, one in particular, one girlfriend that was, you know, consistently going on these dates off of, you know, the different apps that she was on. And it was always like, well, he hasn't reached out to me. So I have to wait a certain number of, and it was like exhausting even hearing about all of the different rules that people make up and create for themselves. Impose on themselves completely. And I do feel like that's shifting a little bit. I feel like it was, even when I was doing this, um, so I've since met my partner, we met on Tinder and I'll explain that too. How that all okay. But before that, you know, I think that, um, you know, we were still in this mindset, you know, my generation and older where you waited for the guy to ask you out and then you waited for them to contact you after to ask you out again. Right. I kind of got to a point where I was like, can we swear on here? <laughs> oh, please. This is FML like, talk. Yeah, Drop okay, any okay. F-bombs you want. And I was like, fuck this. Like, I'm sitting around waiting for all these guys to, like, I'm messaging with them for weeks and uh, waiting for them to ask me out. Like, 
what, what, I don't know what they're all waiting for. And what's the worst that's going to happen? They'll say no. You know, it was like, right. I finally was just like, this is so, this whole idea of like waiting for a guy to ask you out. I was like, no more. I'm not doing that again. I love it. <laughs> so I started just really being like really forward and just like, if you, if you want to meet me in person, that's great. I'm not going to text with you anymore. Let's set a date and meet. And that's it. And then like no more messaging in between because it gets too much and you develop these, you have a lot of clients that go through this too, um, where you, you have this idea of somebody in your mind and then, you know, you message with them for weeks on end and then you finally get to meet in person and they're nothing like what you imagined. And I went through myself too. And so you you have to kind of like not, you just can't do that. You have to meet as soon as you can meet in person or on video call, like that's become a lot more prevalent now that since, you know, COVID and everything, yeah. I'm more open to that. But just getting a sense of somebody right away, rather than doing this whole messaging thing and creating this persona in your head of this, you know, this person and how you think they're going to be. Totally. Never, they'll never be what you think they are. <laughs> no matter, you know, you build these people up in your head. So, um, but yeah, so I, I am always encouraging people like just ask somebody out. I mean, worst case scenario is they say no. I mean, you know. Totally. So has the, the site now has become more than just will help you build, you know, the profile and help you yeah. take photos and do the whole imagery. It's now kind of, a guideline to, you know, how to do the the bio and the profile and like what the etiquette yeah. is. That's it's so, all yeah, it's a, a one-stop shop for that. Exactly. It's a much more holistic way to do it. So it's setting up your profile, getting you some new outfits for dating, you know, writing your bio, getting you out there and then date coaching along the way. So now oh, awesome. it's actually monthly date coaching too, like checking in and, and it's a way for people to check in and like get a second eyes on, on someone's text or something like that. But also it's a way for people to be held accountable um, because people give up. I don't know if you ever online dated personally, but I haven't, thankfully I haven't had to do that, but I <laughs> so, have yeah, many, many girlfriends to, that have. <laughs> no, it's easy to just give up. It's easy to be like, this doesn't work. I yeah. am doing this for six months and I haven't met anybody worthwhile. It doesn't work. Forget it. I'm out. So, and that's really, really common. And, yeah. you know, and it takes getting out there and getting out there and getting out there. And you really have to just keep on getting out there <laughs> and meeting people. Totally. So it's really a way to, you know, kind of encourage, be sort of a cheerleader and just encourage people like, just keep up, keep going, take a break if you need to, but like keep on, you know, keep getting out there and just totally stick with it. So, yeah. So tell me about the story of you meeting your current partner on Tinder. Yeah. So I love, um, I love Tinder success stories. <laughs> I feel like they're few and far between, but they, when they are, they're great. <laughs> well, funny enough, I feel like a lot of the people, both clients and friends, and of course myself, who are in relationships, whether they got married or they're just together, um, met on Tinder, weirdly. So I don't know why that is, but out of because, all the apps... Because Tinder's, like yeah, Tinder's known for being like the more fuck buddy yeah, type. Yeah, like people, sure. yeah. And, and it definitely has that. No, you know, there's no question. But the thing, what I tell people is that they, all the apps have that aspect to it now. It's not like you're, you know, none of the apps... Are, are you know immune to having the hookups? I mean, right. there's like that. There's going to be those people on every app. So 
sure, Tinder might have more of that, but there's also a ton of people that are actually looking for relationships and maybe looking along the way just to have sex with somebody random. But right. there definitely, you know, there are people on there who are looking for a relationship. So, which was myself and my now boyfriend. But yeah, so we met. Um, I was online dating for two and a half years. Oh my God, uh, that's like commitment. That's a long time. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I really, I really didn't take many breaks. I was like, I was in it. I was really into it. I, I got, I had a really difficult divorce. And so it was during that whole process. It was sort of my way to like, forget about my life and like put on a different, you know, persona in a way and like get out there and like pretend that I didn't have all these problems going on. Right. (laughs) Get out there and just have a fun night. And it wasn't like, maybe this is going to be my soulmate or maybe, you know, I was just going out and having fun and I was just meeting people and listening to people's stories and learning about myself. I've learned so much about myself, honestly, through dating. And I know that that sounds so weird, but no, I I love that. Yeah. And so for me, it was a little bit escapism, a little bit therapy, a little bit like discovering myself, a little bit just getting laid, you know, it's kind of like, love it. yes. so I, you know, I had fun with it. I really did. And I mean, yeah, sure. There was the times where like I got ghosted or blown off or stood up or whatever. And that sucked. And I would kind of like take a week or two off and then I'd go back to it. But, um, yeah, so we met on Tinder and I did, I followed all of my rules. I was like, I'm not, I was trying not to just have a type anymore. This is something else that I talk about a lot in my book and just with clients too, is just, we all get stuck in these types that we think we should be with. And, and generally speaking, those do not serve us. (laughs) Um, And I am speaking from experience because, you know, I got married for very, I checked a lot of boxes that did not need to be checked. And meanwhile, like, pushed aside a lot of things that I should have been looking at and right. Ignored. So I was really pushing myself to go out with people that weren't, you know, I went out with all different types of people. I mean, from <laughs> like just all walks of life, all different career paths, all different, like, you know, socioeconomic backgrounds. I was just like, I was into, I just wanted to date all different types of people and see what is right for me. Mm-hmm. So, um, so that was one of my things is that I would, I would often just swipe on people that I was like, you know, he's not really like totally my type, but who knows? And so right. I was getting into that habit of just like swiping right and meeting up with people that maybe wouldn't be my typical type. God, I feel like but, if more people did that, we would have such a more like, our, our dating pools would be so much more, not only diverse, but like we would realize that we like things that we didn't think we liked. We would realize exactly. that certain attributes that we thought was like, I need this in a partner doesn't really fucking matter. I, I think that's genius. Completely. And, but people are really resistant to that. <laughs> it's something that I really am pushing, you know, a lot of my clients on and some of them will try it. And they'll have one bad experience and then they're like, oh, no, no, I'm going to stick to my type, you know? Right. So I, and of course I had the bad dates too, you know, it's like, and you know, I just kept going. So it is, I agree with you. I wish more people would go about online dating like that because 
you know, I mean, it's again, another cliche of online dating is that you're going based on these physical, for the most part, attributes. Yeah. And, you know, when I, so my, when I was swiping on my now partner, I, you know, he had one good picture, the rest were really bad. Um, (laughs) And I was really like, I don't know, you know, and something about, he had a really boring, I call it like the resume profile, like the resume photo. Um, But there was something about him, definitely. And so I I swiped right. And um, so, and he was like right away messaged and said, I'm leaving to go out of town. Is there any way you can meet tonight? (laughs) Which I was like, no. But but we met the next morning before work for coffee because he was going to be gone for a couple of weeks. And so we met for coffee. I still wasn't totally sold on him. I was really like, he's, he seems like a nice guy. Um, definitely was like good looking better than his pictures for sure. Um, that's always a nice surprise. It's usually the opposite. Exactly. Um, and I, there was something about him that definitely interested me and I couldn't tell if it was just that I was like, I could see myself being friends with him or what, but I, so he asked if we want if I wanted to go again, when he got back into town, we did still wasn't sure if there was anything there. We had dinner. As he says, I, I like barely gave him a kiss. Good night. And I was like, ah. okay, bye. You know? um, and then he asked me out again. And, you know, again, I was still not sure, but I really, I did really like being with him. Like something about him made me feel good when I was around him. Mm-hmm. So I was going on that and I was like, okay, you know, this is like a nice guy that, no, who knows? So he, um, he asked me out one more time and it was on that date that I was, something clicked and I was like, it took four dates. And I was like, we had this amazing time and I was, you know, his, his personality came out more and more as he got more comfortable mm-hmm. and for me too. And, um, he was so much more funny than I expected. And, you know, just a lot, he just had a lot more going on than I was expecting. And so I think that all kind of came together. And so that's another thing that I really encourage people to is that you can't really tell what a person's like in the first or second date, because one of you at least is really nervous. Yeah. Both of you. So you're never completely your real self, you know, and not that I'm saying you should be, you know, going out with, (laughs) with everybody you're kind of in about like, you know, three or four times. But I think my my sort of baseline is like, if you feel like the person is, is, you know, a nice person and you feel something about even wanting to be friends with them, then keep going, you know? So, cause sometimes the attraction comes later. Yeah, totally. I, and I think those slow burns are kind of usually the more long lasting relationships <laughs> as well, as opposed to that instant spark, hot, heavy chemistry that you can experience, yeah. you know? Yes. Yeah. And um, also yeah. people, unfortunately, people often show up with this persona of what they're presenting. And it takes a while to get to like that authentic layer of yes. them. Yes. Um, so I think it, yeah, I, I think that's I literally totally... wrote almost that exact thing in my book. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> yeah, almost that exact line. It's like, it's true. It's like, sometimes you have to you know, all these layers need to come off before you get to the real person, you know? Totally. So, and when people, you know, when I have clients who are really excited about somebody and then they go out with them and then, you know, they text me the next day or we talk and, 
and they say, no, it wasn't, there's no chemistry. He was really nice, but there was no chemistry. I'm like, can't always go with the chemistry. Like that's right. not always, I've had amazing chemistry with guys that turned out to be a total jackass. You oh, know? hi. Like, I'm like a fucking walking <laughs> example of that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think we all do that. You know, it's like you have amazing chemistry with somebody that then blows you off like three dates later, you know? Totally. So I, you know, in my mind, the first date chemistry, I actually don't totally trust it. I mean, I think there are, of course, cases that that works out, but not always. Yes. Okay. So let's talk about the book because it's out now. Congratulations. Oh, oh my God. So exciting. Thanks. Thank you. And it's, it's called the art of online dating. So tell my FMLers like what all is in that book, what they're getting from it and all, all the things. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's re- it really is a guidebook um, in so many ways for getting out there and staying out there, you know, in the, in the online dating world. Cause as we said, it's, it can be really, um, as I say, at best tedious, yeah. <laughs> at worst, like really depressing. So, right. <laughs> you know, I think you just have to go into it as like with as positive as an attitude as you can, and also just be prepared, like, you know, with all these, I have all these tips and suggestions on your profile and on, on first dates and kind of like your first date uniform and all the things that I struggled with for a while to get, you know, that took me years to kind of like nail down. Mm-hmm. I distilled it down so that the idea is that like somebody who's newly getting out there into that, into the world of online dating, you can read this book and be like 10 steps ahead of where you normally would be. Yeah. Right, you know, maybe 50 steps ahead. <laughs> okay. So, so right off, right off the bat, tell me what the first date uniform is. Yeah. So, well, mainly it's just having something that you've decided on that you feel really good in um, so that you're not doing, which is something that I did too many times where you're trying on a million different things and yes. got like a sea of clothes on your floor and then you're like late because you couldn't find anything and then you finally just throw something on and you hate it and you're like and you're like so thinking about like, it the whole time yeah and it's, you're already starting off on not a great foot and so my whole thing is that you're at least with me I was so nervous on almost all of my first dates but definitely in the beginning for sure so if I just had what I was going to wear nailed down, that just made me feel a lot more like something about it was very, <laughs> made me feel more secure. Totally. Um, and like something that you're not going to be fussing with, something that's not too, you know, busy. You don't want it to take away from you. Um, and, you know, I, I really just something that you feel awesome in. And what I usually recommend is just, you know, to my clients, is like, is honestly going out and buying yourself something new for that occasion occasion because it really is so it's such a confidence booster when you buy yeah. something new and i'm not saying you have to go out and spend like you know thousands of dollars but like you know even just one piece or one for me it was like i bought these new jeans that i felt so freaking good in and every time i put those jeans on i was like i you know, it was like my <laughs> yeah. kind of thing. I love so, it. Um, yeah. So it, it just is something so simple as buying something new that makes you feel really good about yourself. Yeah. Um, it makes you feel sexy. It makes you feel, you know, and the, but, but you're comfortable in, you know, so that's the, the main idea. Totally. And this whole thing on writing the bio, I mean, that if, if I ever online dated, um, that would be my thing that would 
which is so ironic because I'm a writer, but um, <laughs> that would really trip me up because it's like, how do you sell yourself in one paragraph without sounding like you're selling yourself, but still feeling fun, but hoping they get your sarcasm that's coming across? Like there's so many fucking things. So mm-hmm. what what's your advice on writing yeah. the bio? <laughs> Well, first of all, I want to say that I, living in New York, I do have a lot of clients that have actually been writers. And I have to say, they're the ones that have the hardest time writing about Right. That totally makes sense to me. There's so much pressure going on that they have to write write the perfect thing. Um, So it's really, you know, it's so my, my, again, like it's something that I'm always, you know, my advice to my clients is like, just trying to stand out and not but not in a, you know, in like a crazy way, but just trying to find something that's interesting or quirky about yourself. That's going to make it stand out from the rest of the profiles that say, I went to this university and now I've been in New York for blah, blah, blah. You know, just, I mean, just something that's going to stand out from the mundane. And so I have this whole exercise that I do where like I give people a questionnaire and they need to write out like, you know, 10 adjectives that describe themselves and then ask friends for them to describe them in 10 adjectives. And then, you know, and then write like the quirkiest thing about yourself and just trying to formulate that into something that's going to be the most eye-catching. And, you know, people see, especially people that have been online dating for a while, you see the same things over and over again, you know, like I'm a foodie. I love yoga. I, you yeah. know, and my, one of my jokes is that, you know, if I see I'm loyal, kind or funny one more time in a profile, like, right. <laughs> so that's a big no, no. Don't ever say you're loyal, kind or funny because that's pretty much what everybody wants to write. Yeah. Um, just coming up with like things that are, are more unique to you and thinking outside the box a little bit more. And I think people are so worried about, you know, alienating too many people if they have like a reference that not enough people get. And what I feel like is you're going to find the people that do get that reference and then it's going to be, you know, that those are your people, Yeah. (laughs) you know? So um, not that you could be thinking the exact same way as your partner, but like people that get your references, you're, you've already narrowed down your, your pool of people. So yeah, just not being afraid of being, a little weird and a little quirky and, you know, because knowing that you're, you're, you are going to stand out from other profiles. Yeah. And some, you have to like bring yourself in some sense. Otherwise it's like, why are you going to like try and date this person in the first place? If you're not going to be your weird. And and you can't appeal to everybody, you know, and and there's, you know, obviously. So I feel like the more you can narrow down your own personality and distill that into, I know, into a tiny little paragraph. <laughs> right, right. It's tricky, but um, I have like ways that I have like a, a Mad Libs style. Um, oh, cute. Worksheet that I give to some people. Yeah, some people really love that. Some people are like, ah, but um, it's like a fill in the blank. I, you know, da da da, blank, blah, blah, blah. And it like kind of helps you kind of feed in things about right. yourself into the, into this like kind of more funny, it's a little more funny way to yeah. yourself. So that was fun to do. Nice. <laughs> so if you were da- online dating for two and a half years, I'm sure you have had some interesting stories from that time. Yeah. What's like one of your <laughs> most ridiculous dates that you went on? Um, well, I, well, one of them, I, I, so I went to this phase where I wanted to, to 
see what it was like to date younger guys, which okay. I know a lot of women my age go through. Young, that. Younger, like how much younger? Well, like 10 to 15 years younger. Okay. Okay. Fun. You know, I knew it wasn't going to be like the, you know, Hey, my, my, older. my boyfriend and I are 15 years apart. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. He, so. I mean, he's older, but like, no, yeah. that's not that big of an age gap right, when, right. when you're older. Um, well, you know, for women, it's like the, the cliche, like cougar situation. Right, right. But, um, but anyway, I, um, I went to that phase. And so I went out with this guy, I think he was probably about 10 years younger than me. And we had a first date and, and there was chemistry. <laughs> that should have been my first clue. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, uh, so then this, for the second date, he, well, he texted me, said, I'd, I'd love to go out again. And I said, yeah, that sounds great. Um, and I said, I, you know, I have my daughters uh, up until, I think it was like up until Saturday or something. And I got free Saturday night or something. And he was like, well, I, I got some Molly and I thought we could do <laughs> Do some Molly. Stop it. And I was like, oh, you know, um, I don't think I'm going to do that. Oh my God, I'm dead. And I know. And then I think it was actually, I think I needed to actually get my kids the next day. That's what it was. And I was like, there's no way I'm going to do Molly with this guy. (laughs) But I really know, first of all, I'm going to want to like see my kids the next day. So I was like, yeah, no, I I don't think that's going to be for me. And he he got so angry and so aggressive over Ted. This is my one time I, you know, because people get nervous about like, oh my God, I don't want to give people my number, blah, blah, blah. And I I was always like pretty trusting about that. He was the only person I ever had to block. Um, Oh my God. Yeah, because he started really harassing me about the fact that I was like, you know, I don't know. Be, being a responsible mother. When the yeah, second, like when the, using your kids as an excuse and. Oh my God. When the second. <laughs> no, I just don't want to do Molly with you. <laughs> when the second date involves drugs, it's probably a red flag. Yeah, probably a pretty big red flag. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. That's fucking hysterical. I, lo- I don't know what story I was expecting you to tell, but it wasn't that. That's really, <laughs> that's really funny. So what are some red flags to look for in people when you're online dating? Because I know a lot of my friends that have gone into it. Some of them have gotten into some, you know, sketchy situations where they're like, uh, probably would have made different decisions if I knew this is where this was going to end up. Like what's, what's some red flags people can look for? Well, I know, you know, honestly, so much of that, and I was, I made my fair share of, of those mistakes where later I was like, I really wish I had listened to my inner, my inner voice. Cause there is, you know, something, there is something to trusting your gut. <laughs> right. And I fully believe in, you know, that you get an inkling of something and, when you get that, that you should pay attention to it. And I think too many of us, myself included, push that aside. No, I'm just being paranoid. No, I'm just being, you know, critical. No, I'm, you know, whatever it is that you feel like you are. Um, And, you know, for me, I was like, oh no, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm sabotaging myself from going out with people or whatever, you know? So I would push a lot of those feelings aside and, you know, when you have those feelings, they're telling you something. So that's my, my first, um, piece of advice. Yeah. But there's always, you know, there's the, the, um, 
the people that there's always the guys that like are making plans and canceling them. And mm-hmm. we do that thing as women where we say, Oh, he's just really busy and he's got a big career and he's got kids. And you know, it's like not, no bitch, if he wanted to see you, he would see, he you. Would see you even if he had to come over at freaking midnight, you know, yeah. I'm sorry. And not that I'm saying, it, you know, promoting letting right, right, right. do that whole you up thing. But, like, <laughs> but you know, I'm just saying like people will make time if they want, really want to see you. Totally. Um, that's a huge red flag. Um, well, and, and even what you just said about him getting like aggressive and upset, if anyone gets upset that early on, Oh, in yeah, a dynamic when you're still supposed to be in like the pleasantry is nice phase. And in the polite red flag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like you can't even make it a few weeks of being like really pleasant right. and respectful. That's yeah, that's pretty sad. Yeah. Um yeah. So um I mean as far as other red flags, I mean there's well, I also talk about like the the sort of the um things on that happen on first and second dates that are like awkward, like who's going to mm-hmm. pay. And, you know, if somebody gets weird about that, then I feel like that's a red flag too. Right. Know? Right. I think a lot of people have an issue about like, especially women, like, should I offer to pay? Should I not? But then if I offer and he says, yes, then forget it. Then I'm pissed. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> There's that whole thing too. So back to um, all the rules. Okay. Yeah. I love it. So can you tell everybody where they can find your book now that it's, uh, it's out to the world? Yeah. Well, so on all of the major online retailers, obviously, um, Amazon, of course, um, but you can go to my, um, my website and it has all a, a link to all of the different, um, stores to buy. So it's, um, style my profile, nyc.com, um, slash the art of online dating. Love it. Yes. And you can just Google the art of online dating to, uh, to pick it up. I love it. And tell everybody where they can find you online. Yeah. So, um, style my profile, nyc.com and yeah, and I have workshops that I offer and webinars. Um, so if you don't want to work one-on-one, then there's other options too. Awesome. And are you on Instagram? Um, yes, I am. So that's at Alyssa Deneen. And then I also have one for Style My Profile, which is at Style My Profile NYC. Awesome. Yeah. Oh my God, Alyssa, thank, thank you. you so much for coming on and giving thank all the, uh, the deets on the crazy world of online dating. I so appreciate thank it. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. This is fun. <laughs> I want to thank Alyssa for coming on and sharing all of that online dating goodness with us. That was such a fun interview to do. All right. We are going to take a turn now and jump into some of your FML stories. Hi, Gabrielle. This is Lauren, and this is my FML story. When I was 20 and a junior in college, I fell madly in love with a great guy. In retrospect, he waved more red flags than a matador. Had there been as much awareness about abuse and and mental health in 2009 as there is now, chances are I never would have dated him. He was the ultimate victim. He took no accountability for his shortfalls and had zero work ethic. Meanwhile, I was a full-time student, worked two jobs, and maintained an internship. In spring 2011, he played out his insecurities by cheating on me with his coworker, and I found out in the most 2011 way by finding her Tumblr. Had gaslighting been as prevalent in the lexicon in 2011 as it is now, I don't think the heartbreak would have been as as traumatizing. But it was. I was absolutely devastated. After two years of introspection and wondering, what did I do wrong? Out of nowhere, he sent me a message apologizing for what he did 
and how he treated me. Turns out, Karma got him back because the girl he cheated on me with cheated on him and got pregnant. We had closure. I forgave him. He even tried to weasel his way back into my life, but I said no thanks. I just continued living my fabulous life by working hard and traveling as much as I could. I used to have conflicting feelings about the vindication and schadenfreude I felt hearing about his karma. But now, everything that I went through, all the heartbreak makes sense. I used the inspiration to write a book during the 2020 COVID lockdown. And next week, I will board my first plane in nearly two years and fly to Austria for a book signing event. Thank you for all you do, Gabby. Hell yes, girl. What an inspiring end to that story. I freaking love that you took all that and wrote a book during lockdown and that you're off to Austria. That's fucking amazing. And I think you're totally right. If these terms like gaslighting and narcissist would have been more prevalent in earlier times and we would have known more about them, we wouldn't be so quick to ignore those red flags that we so blindly walk for or justify in different situations. But so much love, so much congratulations to you, girl. And let us know what the name of your book is. Okay, here's story number two. Hey, Gabrielle, my name is Brittany, and here's my FML story. So I decided to move to Tennessee from Maryland in summer of 2016. I was about to be 30, and I just needed a change. I had some family that live in both states, so it worked out. Um, I met a guy online that was my age. Um, soon after my move, we, we quickly got married. Both fell madly in love. We were each other's quote-unquote meant-to-be's. We bought a house together. Soon after that, we got pregnant. And he's um, in the Army National Guard for the state, so he does lots of traveling, trainings, drills. Like, he's always kind of back and forth. Um, we moved to Oklahoma shortly after we had our first daughter. I quit my job. I was a stay-at-home mom so he could better his career. Um, within that time frame, uh, we also had two miscarriages while we were living there. In early 2019, he was set to deploy, um, and right away, right before he deployed, we actually got pregnant again, right before he left. Um, he was going for a non-combat deployment to Poland, which was March of 2019. Four months into that deployment, so probably around July of 2019, I was about seven months pregnant. He just started acting really distant, saying we need to fix our issues, and I was like, what issues? You're 5,000 miles away. <laughs> um, and so that we would be better off apart, and just all these long, lengthy emails and just didn't make sense to me. Um, he also blamed me for, quote-unquote, sex being a chore for in order to conceive our second child. Fast forward down from July, he came home October of 2019 for the birth of our second daughter, and um, he was extremely distant. He was a totally different person. He pretty much, um, like, drank himself to sleep every night that he was home. He was there for a little over a week. He was always leaving the house. He was super rude to me. He would barely even touch me, and mind you, I was literally 40 weeks pregnant and it was just really strange and um but I tried to focus on our daughter so after our second daughter was born um three days later he went back to Poland for an additional like three to four months 
after I started snooping, which is not usually me. I went through his emails because I had his password. It's not like I had to hack it. <laughs> um, I went through purchases and a bunch of different stuff. Exactly one month after the birth of our daughter, I found enough evidence to realize he was cheating on me with a coworker um, who was also married. Um, and so I confronted him. Um, I waited till I had enough stuff to confront him. He acted dumbfounded. He denied, of course, um, said he wanted a divorce anyways. That's what he was trying to tell me the last few months, but he didn't want to have to cause me another miscarriage. We bought her gifts on our Amazon account. My ex is still with this home wrecker. She knew all about me throughout the whole entire pregnancy, knew about the pregnancy. I actually met her twice before they even deployed. She still has yet to say a word to me, apologized, reach out, nothing. Shows no shame, doesn't think she did anything wrong, I guess. My ex-husband is so selfish that he wouldn't change our official divorce date to any other day. So we officially got divorced October 14th of 2020, which was also our youngest daughter's first birthday. How fucking selfish is that? Wow, girl, what a fucking journey you've been on. I am so sorry that you had to endure all of that during, you know, miscarriages and things that are so hard to go through when you are emotionally supported. So to go through that and have, you know, your other half stepping out like that is just really terrible. Um, But you are absolutely correct that beautiful things can bloom from those ashes, girl. So I am so, so happy that you have found your happily ever after and that you guys are building a loving home that you and your little one deserve. That is freaking awesome. Next week, you guys, it's going to be a good one. I am bringing on Dr. Carlin Costa. She is a clinical sexologist, a registered psychotherapist, a cannabis educator in holistic medicine, and the best-selling author of the book, Love, The Woman's Guide to Not Fucking Settling. So if that wasn't an intro enough as to why she is coming on FML Talk, um, I cannot wait to dive into all of these topics with her next week. It's going to be a good one. As always, make sure you are subscribed so you never miss an episode. Keep up with us on Instagram at FML Talk Podcast. If you are not hanging out with us on the subscription site, that is where the real party is happening. And that is patreon.com slash FML Talk. We are about to start season three of the minis and dive into all the untold secrets and stuff left on the cutting room floor of book two. You do not want to miss it, I promise. And as always, have a self-love cocktail on me. Cheers. Welcome to As a Woman, Fertility Hormones and Beyond. I'm your host, Dr. Natalie Crawford, and I am a fertility physician and co-founder of Fora Fertility in Austin, Texas. We will talk about a wide range of topics, including the menstrual cycle, your hormones, infertility, IVF, mental health, and well, beyond. So join us and become part of the community of collaboration that amplifies others as a woman. This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.